the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson, the Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to you. It's called Rightfully Ours. The Bible tells us that there are many awesome things that God has made available to us, which are rightfully ours. Awesome things that Jesus Christ bled and died so that they could be ours. Well, since that's true, then we need to know that they are. Believe that is true. That is that God really wants those things to be achieved and received by me and you and then do what we need to do to actually receive and achieve them in our lives. I mean, why not? God's Word tells us that they're rightfully ours. According to God's Word, we have a right to them. Then it's only right that we receive and achieve each and every one of them. So let's learn more today of what needs to be done by us so that those things that are rightfully ours can actually be achieved and received by us. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Rightfully Ours. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. If you got a Bible, which I invite you to turn to John chapter 10. And come on, let's dive back in to this word that God gave me to give to you. So that we can all be able to learn what we need to learn and step into the fullness of what God has in store for me and you. We're continuing in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called rightfully ours. Rightfully ours. Because there are things that are rightfully ours, that God wants to be actually ours in the midst of our lives too. Not just theoretically, not just hermeneutically and homiletically, but actually living out and enjoyed by me and you. Things that are we have a valid claim to, a just claim to, property or possessions that are actually ours, positions that are actually ours, they are legitimately ours. God wants us to be able to have these things and be able to know what these things are. And how to be able to allow these things to be able to manifest in our lives so that we can be able to enjoy them as well as uh, take them, let them take us real far. Things that are, are equitable and just to me and you. Things that are appropriately mine and yours. It's proper for us to have these things. Why? Because Jesus Christ shed his blood for me and you to have them. He shed his blood for me and you to have them. And I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one to think like this. If somebody going to bleed for me to have something, I want to have it. If somebody going to die so I could do something. I'm going to do it. All the more, I'm going to do it. I won't probably want to do it anyway, but when I find somebody died for me to have it, oh my goodness, I'm going, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I have it. Well, God wants us to have some stuff. Let's learn about some of this stuff. And so we can understand what's rightfully ours and get it to. John chapter 10, we're going to begin reading at verse 9, foundational text. We're going to read that, do a brief review, move forward into today's stuff, which is going to show enough bless you. John chapter 10. Starting with verse 9, letters read, or letters in red, so you know this is what Jesus said. He says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. 
Okay, we are people who have received that part. Say, I got that part, got that part. Amen, because we saved up in here. Praise God. Got any folk in here that saved in the house? Praise God. Oh, I might have an altar call. I saw some hands that didn't go up. Praise God. Let me ask that one more time. Anybody here saved? Praise God. All right, then wave your hands in the air and wave them like you really don't care. And if you're saved up in this house, let me hear you say, oh, yeah. yeah. Then somebody scream. Oh, yeah, y'all saved because y'all crazy. Y'all wild. Y'all saved. I just had to check to see if you really saved. Praise God. (laughs) Say, folks, is wild. Praise God. Anyway, he says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pastures. Which means there's something that even comes as a result of us being saved. Something that is in addition to us being saved. And one of the privileges of us being saved is that we can go in and out and find pasture. He told us about it back in the Old Testament when he prophesied about it and, and let us know, you know all about it. He told us, but the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That we can be in a life in the midst of a life where we shall not want. What won't don't manifest in the midst of our lives. Amen. Why? Because he'll lead us by the green pastures and the still waters. Praise God. So that we can take a drink. And in case we're having troubles in our mind, he'll put oil on our heads so we can think like we're supposed to think. Praise God. He said our cups are run over. A table is spread. And then we'll be able to eat everything that God got. Even pumpernickel bread. Praise God. And he said, he said that goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life because we're dwelling in the house of the Lord. I got anybody that dwells in the house of the Lord. Well, see, there's more that comes after salvation than just being saved. Thank you, that God, that we saved. Whereas, God, I mean, I don't want to leave home without that. But at the other side of the coin, there's some other things I'm supposed to be able to have in my life, too. But he lets us know also that we got an enemy that's trying to stop us from receiving what God has in store for me and you. Because verse 10 says, the thief come up not before to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I'm so glad he didn't end the sentence there. He said, I am coming that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Which means that, yes, there's somebody trying to block me and you, stop me and you from receiving the good life that God has in store for me and you. But Jesus said, I'm coming that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Now, we already found out that that word might implies an opportunity. Which means there's an opportunity that's extended to me and you. It's nothing that God makes us happen. It's something that we have to cooperate with him for it to happen. It's nothing that he makes happen. It's something that we have to cooperate with him for it to be able to happen. Because he presents opportunity to me and you. Now the question is, is will we receive the things that the opportunity has presented to me and you? Because remember, we already found out that God says that he has so much stuff waiting on us that it don't make no sense. It says, I have not seen, ear have not heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. I got anybody in folk that love him. Well, God, old folk, you say, well, God got some blessings in heaven with your name on it. Praise God. It's already set out for you. Praise God. It's already prepared for you. It's already waiting on you. And ain't nothing got to be cooked up after you finally go along with it. It's already prepared for you. Praise God. That's why some of us like fast food. Okay, man, because you can just walk up and they, they, it's already there waiting on you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, you don't want to say you like fast food. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, anyway. God has already said, yea, it ain't man to these things that he has in store for me and you, which means they are rightfully ours. God has said, yea, to him, which means that, he, yes, praise God, emphatically. And he said, amen, which means, praise God, he's firm about this. And he's, he's, I ain't wiggling on this. I want you to add these things. I've already said yes to you, which means that these things are already ours. Yes. Now, the question is, is why aren't we having them and possessing them? And one of the reasons why is because many times, although God said it to us, we still don't really believe it's rightfully ours. We really don't believe we can have it. 
prosperity. <gasps> Shh, don't say that too loud. God did. God said, I became poor so that you could become rich. I oh, let me rephrase it. I ain't become poor for nothing. I did this for you so that you can have what I have and live like I want you to do. He said, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. <gasps> Don't be talking about being well. Don't be talking about being healthy. Why not? It's rightfully mine. It's legitimately mine. Somebody bled so I can have this. So then I want to have this. In fact, I want to have everything that he has in store for me. He said in his Bible, he has exceeding great and precious promises waiting on me and you. He didn't just say promises. Exceeding great and precious promises, valuable promises, beneficial promises. But see, we don't want them just to be in the page when we take a look. We want them to be in our life when we take a look. So we've been learning what some of these things are that God has made available to me and you. Some of those things that are rightfully ours. We've been looking more recently on the right to guidance and instruction from God. The right to guidance and instruction from God. We have the right to guidance and instruction from God. It's ours. He already died to be able to hook up with us like that. So we can then now tap into all the knowledge, all the wisdom, all the instruction, all the foresight. You know, all that, you know, God kind of sight that he has that allows him to be able to know the end from the beginning. He said, I'm making all this available to you. Why? Because I'm in covenant with you. Because when you're in covenant with somebody, you make available to them everything that they got, that you got. Well, one of the things that God is making available to us is the right to guidance and instruction from God. One of y'all woke up and asked me a, a personal question. I can look at you like you and lost your mind because you ain't got the right to know nothing like that. But if my wife walked up and asked me a personal question, I don't care how uncomfortable it makes me. She has the right to that answer because she's in covenant with me. So I just got to suck it up and get my little act together and then answer her. Praise God, because that's my wife. That's my covenant partner. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Well, you in covenant with God. You have the right to answer prayer. You got the right to guidance and instruction from God. You got the right to all this stuff. Everybody said, glory to God. But we learned last time that you got to be meek and teachable for that to be able to happen. Because see, a lot of people, they ain't really meek. They ain't really teachable. That's because they ain't learned how to be a Christian yet. Turn to Ephesians chapter Four. That's where we left off last time. They really ain't learned how to be a Christian yet. They still trying to act like they worldly as a Christian. Because as a Christian, one of the first thing God wants you to know and understand about being a Christian is that you got to be meek. You got to be teachable. We learned last time, praise God, that Ephesians, one of the most magnificent of the of the epistles that God gave to me and you gave us a solid, balanced teaching of what God did and what we ought to do too because there's a, a balance in this. First three chapters we found out was God telling us all that he did for me and you to be able to set us free so that we can be the people he wants us to be. But then he commenced, that's my Texas talk, how you like it? He commenced, he commenced in chapter four to begin to start talking to us about what it is we need to do as a result of what he did for me and you. Since he ended chapter three with he's prepared to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that work within us. Now unto him be glory and, and honor forever and ever. Amen. Praise God. Whereas we would be like, amen, I want that. I want exceeding abundantly. He said, okay, well then now let me tell you what you need to do so that you can be able to tap into all this that I did for you. Then he picks up a verse, chapter four, verse one, say, I therefore... The prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. You live your life like it's worth it. 
And then he starts teaching you how to do that with all lowliness and meekness. We learned that we have to do it with lowliness and meekness. We found out lowliness is humiliation of mind. But this isn't kind of being humiliated in your mind like, oh, I don't like what happened to me. No, this is not that kind of humiliation. This is humbleness of mind. Because you have to be humble in your mind if you're going to step into what God has for you at this time. you got to be humble at this time in order for you to be able to receive the things that God has in store for you. Because remember, we had just been delivered from something in the first three chapters. Now in chapter four, we are just getting into what has been made available to me and you now. So he said, the first thing I need to teach you is be of a humble mind. Paraphrase. You don't know nothing. Act like it by listening to what I say to you. You don't, you ain't never been saved before. So you don't know nothing about what saved is like until I teach it to you. So be, have a humble mind. And that's what we, you need to do is we, because when you have a humble mind, you'll receive the guidance and instruction that God has in store for you rather than act like you know it already. I know, I know you don't know nothing about how to tear up stuff. That's all you know. I'm going to teach you how to be able to live out stuff. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Got to have a humble mind and you got to be meek. We found out that word meek, meek means gentle talking about gentleness but the implication is is don't be all rigid don't be all hard don't be all unyielding yielding well it's actually not rigid hard or unyielding but you know i gotta put it's flowing through a ghetto person so i gotta get some ghetto on it as it's going through praise god be all be all don't be all rigid don't be all hard don't be all unyielding because some folk don't want to they don't want to bend you know i it's the way i always been doing you talking about back when you was unsaved and you was on your way to hell is that what you was talking about and now that you're on your way to heaven, and I'm going to teach you how to be able to do it right. Is that the one that you don't want to yield from? Because anything that won't bend breaks. Is anybody hearing me up in here? And, and Satan loves you being a person that won't bend, so he can break you down. Is anybody hearing me up in here? But look at your neighbor and say, we ain't going out like that. We're going to be teachable. Because one of the reasons why you want to be teachable, I left off on this, is that God will hook up the humble. He'll hook up the humble. In case you don't talk like that. He'll set you ill. You don't talk like that? He'll bless you tremendously. Praise God. I'm bilingual. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> Let's show, I'll show it to you. Turn to Psalms number 149, please. I love the Lord. Anybody here love the Lord? We got something in common. Praise God. See, then you want to be teachable. You want to be meek. You want to have a humble mind. Why? Because God will hook up the humble-minded. If he can find a person that's humble, he done found a person he can bless beyond their wildest comprehension. If he done found a person who he, who, who he can teach something, he'll teach you something. He said, I'll show you things that you know not of. Why? Because he got that kind of thing for a person that he loves. Psalms number 149. God will hook up the humble. Let's look about it in, in verse, starting with stanza number one. Psalms number 149, stanza number one. It says, praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of the saints. That's where we are right now. We're in a congregation of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Well, why I need to be doing all this? Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and the harp. For, oh, now we ain't getting into the reason. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. 
He will beautify the meek with salvation. Notice the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. But look what he'll do to the meek though. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Oh, see, oh, see, that's hookup language right there. He said, I'm going to beautify the, 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 the meek with salvation. Now, that word meek right there also translates humble because we're back to that humble thing again. He said, if I can find somebody that's humble, I'm going to hook them up. If I can find somebody that's humble, I'm going to hook them up because the humble are the ones who will allow God to guide them because you have to allow him to guide you. He ain't going to drag you. You got to go, go with the flow. The humble are the ones who will allow God to be able to instruct them because just because a person show up to class don't mean they're willing to be taught. Amen. Just because a person shows up to church don't mean they listening. But if you're willing to listen, you're willing to be taught. God said, I'm going to beautify you with the salvation I got with you. I'm going to beautify you. That word beautify right there means to gleam. Now, this is deep because once again, I've taught you before. The Hebrew is a very flowery language. It's a picturesque language. It's a flowery language. It's a picturesque language. And so when they give you a definition for something, sometimes you would think that the definition would be something that would be something that you could relate to. But what they do is they give you an image in order to define what they say to you. So when he say, I'm going to beautify you, I'm going to make you to gleam. Well, God will cause the lives of the humble to be brightened to the point that it gleams. He will cause your life to be brightened to the point that it gleams. No wonder they said they're going to be praising God and doing all that rejoicing and dancing. Because when your life brightens to the point that it gleams, oh, see, oh, see, oh, maybe y'all not with me yet. Come on, let's go to the commercial music ministry. Praise God, commercial ministry. Anybody ever seen a commercial where people are walking around in black and white? And they might be walking around in, you know, all gray tone and black and white. But then something happens and everything turns to color. Everything starts turning to color. In such a way as it don't look like black and white no more. Now it's color. Now it gleams. Now it's beautiful. Now it's bright. Now it's blood. Now, now it's beautiful. See, a lot of Christians, our Christians, born again, on their way to heaven and glad about it, but they just as gray tone and monotone in their life as you can imagine. But God said, I'll do something in your life if you're teachable in such a way as you'll see the color run across your life and begin to start taking over all the gray that was in your life and turning it to a beautiful gleaming color. Is anybody closer with me now? Anybody in there with me a little bit more now? See, I, I don't know about you. I don't want no gray life. I don't want no monotone life, no beige life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, beige life. Everything's all beige. I don't mind having some beige, but all beige? Oh, no. See, I want some color. Look at the ladies up in here. Look around. They like color. The brothers like some color, too. That's why they go get some ladies that wear color. Praise God. They say, I ain't putting all that on, but I want me somebody with me that got some color. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, God said, I want to do that for you. I want to colorize your life. I want to beautify your life. I want your life to gleam. No wonder they be dancing. Because if you're sitting around with all this, all this gray, and all of a sudden everything turns the right way and everything turns all beautiful too, you'll be like shouting like, look at me. I'm in color now. Praise God. Things will brighten up in our lives as a result of us allowing God to be able to guide us and teach us in life. It'll brighten up in our lives. And we too will brighten up too. Because when everything around you start brightening up, you start brightening up too. Because many times we take on the, uh, the, 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 the texture and the tenor of the environment that we're in. Yeah, we do. 
I know y'all trying. I don't walk by sight out. Shut up. Praise God. Amen. Sometimes we take that up. Come on, rainy days and Mondays always get me down. Praise God. Amen. Because, because if it stay drab too long, you like you start getting drab and irritable too. Hallelujah. But man, when it stops brightening up, you can see it on the person's face. Because they start count, perking up and brightening up too. Come on now. I mean, you can take somebody off, I mean, off, off the street of street. The, the, back in the ghetto. Hanging in a, in a trash can. And they look all like, like life ain't even worth it. But if you give them a chance to turn that life around. And you replace that frown with a smile. They start brightening up. Take them someplace where they can get their hair done. Put on a little lip gloss, a little lipstick. I'm going to date myself now, a little rouge. <laughs> Am I dating myself on that one? Do they still have rouge? Rouge. Well, a little rouge. <laughs> Some folk cheap. This, I ain't buying no rouge. I'm going to use the same lipstick. Praise God. I'm gonna just, <laughs> just rub it in. That's all. Praise God. Amen. Let's go. <laughs> Brothers, it's like, what you talking about? I hope you don't know. Praise God. Amen. Otherwise, you dating yourself with the modern stuff. Praise God. God wants to brighten up our lives to the, as a result of us being taught in life to the point that we get all excited. Why? Because he instructs us in life, guides us in life, directs us in life, which causes us to step into more and more of the excellent, colorful, bright, gleaming life that he has in store for me and you. Things are brighten up in our life as a result of it. Now, causatively, that word beautify right there means to embellish. Causatively, it means to embellish. I like that. God will embellish the lives of the humble who will receive his guidance and instructions. He will embellish it. Now, he ain't talking about the kind of embellishment that Brother Locke did. Praise God over in Rio. We ain't talking about that kind of embellishment because that wasn't embellishment. That was lying. Praise God. Amen. Ain't the kind we're talking about. This kind of embellishment right here means to beautify. By or as if by ornamentation to beautify by or as if by ornamentation. It means to decorate, to garnish or to adorn, to decorate, to garnish or to adorn. That's what God wants to do. God wants to adorn our lives with everything that salvation has to offer. He wants to adorn our lives with everything. Did I say everything? That everything that salvation has to offer. If salvation offer it, he said, I want to have it. If salvation offers it, I want you to have it. I bought it for you to use it. I bought it for you to have it. I bought it for you to be able to have this kind of life. Come on, anybody ever bought somebody a gift? Praise God. You might have bought them an outfit or something, a sweater, uh, 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 something, praise God, tie, anything. Because you saw them with it. You can imagine them, it, them having it, praise God. And, and, and you ain't satisfied until you see them wear Tell the truth. You ain't satisfied until you see them wear Jesus said, I bled so that you can have an embellished life. He don't want you to just have the stock life. He wants you to have an embellished life. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed with what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning that those things that God says in His Word are rightfully ours. God willing and wanting to do what He said in His Word that He would do. That's why He sends us His Word, to tell us what He's made available to me and you. But our proper response to what His Word says will be the determining factor of whether or not it'll actually happen for me and you. So come on, saints. Let's learn to respond properly to God's Word that He shared with me and you. 
so that we can achieve and receive the things that rightfully belong to me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center at 1928 Bassey Road, San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And don't forget, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. That'll pick you up at home and then drop you off at home after the service. So if you don't have transportation or you need a ride, just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And to all the ladies in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if one of your New Year's resolutions was to draw closer to God, I've got just a thing for you. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late as if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Neither ride, VIP transportation services available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers from Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So come on through and let us be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith San Antonio. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 